Welcome to Lose Yourself with Dr. Mike Cunningham, Bible teacher in Vineyard, Utah. When we lose ourselves in worldly distractions, we lose our value, our purpose, and our passion in exchange for temporal experiences. But Jesus says that whoever would lose their life for His sake will find it. Let's learn what it means to lose yourself with Dr. Mike. Welcome to Lose Yourself. I'm Dr. Mike Cunningham, and I'm so glad you could join me for today's program. Well, we have a special treat today, an interview with Ron Hunter, President and CEO of Randall House and D6, which is a discipleship program for families. And we're going to be talking about the state of discipleship and his unique take on that. As you know, the heartbeat of Lose Yourself as a program is a call to discipleship, and I look forward to learning about Ron's unique approach. Let's get started. Well, it has been an amazing series with Dr. Ron Hunter, CEO of Randall House and D6 Ministries. We have had amazing dialogue about family ministry, about discipleship, about post-COVID ministry, about prodigals in your family that need to be attended to. It's just been a great time with a kindred spirit talking about these things. Today's program will feature the last bit of that conversation but it didn't take up our whole time. So on the front end here, I'm just going to do a little bit of review of what family ministry and family discipleship looks like and how it's important for us to look at our families, not just from an educational sense in terms of teaching, scope and sequence, learning, facts, figures, and memorization. Those are important. But friends, we need to look at future generations as mission fields. We can get lulled to sleep thinking that we live in a homogenous culture. When in fact, when you look at multiple generations, like grandparents, parents, grandkids, etc., each one of them might represent an entirely different worldview. You might have grandparents that are almost completely analog, that they may or may not even have cell phones and internet. You might have Parents that are kind of got their feet in both worlds, and you have kids who really have never known life without a smartphone, without Wi-Fi, or without any of the technological devices. Those devices and technology has really shrunk our world into a place where, in some cases, we don't get the luxury of sheltering our children, that information just passes so seamlessly And they pick up things and their generational cohort will have certain qualities and cultural distinctives. And so we need to make sure that we are attentive to our kids and our grandkids and teaching them about biblical truth. And I feel like family discipleship is an important way to do that. We have these kids in our homes for 18 years or more, and we cannot squander the opportunity to invest in them, to teach them, to instruct them, to love them. And sometimes loving them is not all about giving them what they want. Loving them oftentimes is about discipline and correction, but always in a spirit of love. In so doing, we pass on our faith culture to them that roots their lives in the gospel. It roots them in biblical truth. These truths help them navigate life that is at times confusing and antagonistic and 
difficult. And we as Christians have a unique hope that there's more to this life and that God is in control. And by grounding them in the faith, we're giving them a precious gift that they can use the rest of their life to take onto that worldview and live their lives accordingly, not by worldly standards or what's easy or convenient, but by God-given, dignified, amazing teachings. Let us first of all understand that we are not saved except by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, but also the wonderful wisdom that comes from the Bible and how it helps us to grow in our faith and as a person in a lifetime of discipleship by growing day by day in grace and truth. Deuteronomy 6 serves as the foundation of this ministry method. Picking up in verse 4, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. This is called the Shema, and it is also a very important aspect of family discipleship. Let's break this down really fast. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your strength. This is not a faith that is superficial that we're trying to pass on to future generations. They want to see passion. They want to see authenticity. And they want to see that it's important to us because if it's not important to us, it's not going to be important to them. There has to be a vibrant faith if it is to be transmitted. And then it says, these commandments I give you today to be on your hearts, impress them on your children. Obviously, church staffs and volunteers are wonderful, but they need to see it in the lives of their parents first and foremost. Teachings at the church that are not reinforced at home have little chance of making a lasting impact. And so parents must always be willing to do that. If a child is being raised by guardians or grandparents or other relatives, then obviously they would need to fill that void as well. The important thing is that the Christian home that the child is coming up in is loving and attentive to the child's spiritual needs. And it says, talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. So this is not a Sunday-only type conversation that needs to happen. A discipleship happens uh, all the time. There need to be faith conversations at the dinner table, at the ball game, at night, in the morning. It just needs to be a part of your life. And then finally, if there's a big difference between the way a family relates to God on Sunday mornings and other times during the week, it very rarely translates. In that verse 8, it says, Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Friend, it's important that a family owns their faith. That the greater family has a good reputation. There should be evidences of a faith that is when you walk into someone's home, sometimes you see, oh, wow, they must be a Christian. Or they should know us by our love and by our reputation. 
Christian families raise their children in a faith tradition that is integrated into their daily life and known by all. And so that's what makes D6 so powerful is because it commissions families to function the way that God intended them, that our families should be the most important aspect of our faith and that we should embrace those opportunities to integrate that into our life. And integrating faith into our daily lives is only for our benefit. It creates future generations, and it testifies in our communities. I'm so glad you were able to get a taste of what our previous conversations were about as we get ready to enter into this last snippet of my conversation with Dr. Hunter. Feel free to go back on the podcast at loseyourself.life and listen to our discussion. Today, we're picking up on what are the measurements that we should be looking for in our local churches? How should we gauge what's a win and what's a loss? And I really thought that Dr. Hunter had some great observations. Here's part four of my conversation with Dr. Hunter. And, And let me explain that. For the last three or four decades, the metric or measurement of our churches have always been attendance and offering. All right. We're going okay. there. I so, love it. So yeah, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna count nickels and noses at this point. Okay? Oh, you even used my my pet phrase. Go ahead. There you go. There you go. So I'm gonna challenge all of you to say, okay, what should we be measuring? Well, there's been several areas, but Lifeway is one of the most recent ones to drop some research on this about 18 months ago, two years ago. And uh, here's a couple of areas they they found in there. Number one, uh, how much time or, or how often is each age group spinning in the word of God? Mm. And so again, what we want to do with our, our D6 curriculum or whether or not you're not teaching D6 curriculum is how often can we get them into the word of God? Not massive amounts of scripture, but just a daily reading from either one verse, three verses, a chapter does not matter. Can we interact with the word of God three times a week, hoping to get four or five or six when we're in between Sundays? Second thing we want to do is to share our faith. Uh, Greg Steer said this really well with Dare to Share. He said, you know, when teenagers share their faith, they are they will accomplish a couple of things here. Number one, they're on the hook for their testimony because now their friends know that they're standing for Christ. So it makes t- how they handle temptation very different. It does. I would argue it does another item. And that is that when they share their faith, their, kid, their peers are going to ask them questions which is going to drive them back to step one, which is get back in the Bible to find the answer to their question. Right. Sometimes and, not knowing the yeah. answer is the greatest teacher. You know, just That's because, right. You know, people think that you lost a debate, you lose forever. No, go look, up, right. the, go look it up and do it in the future. That, that's right. And then the third one is volunteering back in the church. Right. So if we're in the word of God, we're sharing our faith and we will volunteer. Even if you're a teenager or a kid, find a place for them to serve on a regular basis. Right. And if you do those three things, the stickability factor is in place and the odds are increased for how many kids will grow up and stay in church. Mm. And by church, we mean the body of Christ, not a building or structure because that's right. You know, if you want to know this, go look at archaeology and look at what has happened to other civilizations. I mean, the, the fact of the matter right. is a hundred years from now, yeah, we, the, these building and structures probably won't, won't be here, but 
the people's souls. Like I, I look at the eternality of the soul. That's the things that matter. And so what the, in, the, when you invest in people and in their spiritual life, that's those are the eternal uh, rewards as opposed to the metrics that really aren't going to matter 100 years from now. Yeah, that's right. 100% right. Well, Ron, I really appreciate it. Our time went so fast. I cannot believe it. Did, it. it did. It did. I think we could go on and on because we're, we both are passionate about this topic and, and your, your, uh, your ministry with this broadcast reinforces that. I appreciate that. Well, where can we, where can we find you online and, and tell us about D6. How can people who are interested connect yeah. with D6? That's right. D6family.com is our one website that shows everything that we do from leadership training to church resources, to home resources. All of it is there. We offer a conference once a year. It's in Orlando. It's always the week after Easter. It's always a great time to get away. We've just burned the candle at both ends leading to that major, major event. Now come refresh. I call it retreat. Be around other people who are passionate about the same thing, generational discipleship listen to about 55 different speakers and take away what you want to hear. Love it. Um, Our curriculum is located on the same website. You can download samples. We have elements, kids worship, uh, all of the books. And we have hundreds of books in the family ministry lineup that could be a blessing to you or the parents in your ministry. And uh, we would love to serve you in any way possible. We have a blog on there and we too have a podcast uh, where we're interviewing thought leaders as well. And, uh, and it's really exciting. We tend to capture all of those podcasts at our D6 conference. If we got 55 speakers there, if we capture all of them, wow. we got a year's worth of podcasts. That's so awesome. that's what we do. Well, good. Hey, listen again. So before, as we sign off, thank you for your investment in the family. Thank you for your investment in God's kingdom and, the, and equipping people. And again, uh, on Lose Yourself, our heartbeat is discipleship. And we're grateful yes. that your resources exist. We'll see you next time on Lose Yourself. We're out of time. In the meantime, if you're interested in Randall House's D6 curriculum, you can find it online at d6family.com. This has been Lose Yourself. Lose Yourself is a teaching ministry of Bible teacher, Dr. Mike Cunningham. For more information about Mike and his ministry, check out his blog at loseyourself.life. Until next time, make it your ambition to lose yourself to Christ. Lose Yourself is a production of Key Radio.